Well, I'm excited to have the opportunity to, uh, to speak with you guys. I have been praying and asking the Lord, what is it that he would have me to do? We, we've been in this brand new series, and last week, last week uh, when we finished, I really felt like, hey, that's it. We put the pin on it, we did it, and we are good to go. And as I begin to pray and ask God what it is that he wanted to say, and I begin to, to, to seek him, and he began to speak, and I begin to have conversations, he was making it apparent to me that there was one more piece left in this series that I had failed to mention. We have been in a fast. We have been in a fast we are coming to the end of our fast. Um, and some of us, when we, when we uh, uh, started this fast, we was excited. Yeah, we was. We was ready to go. It's like, oh, this fast is going to be it. We're ready to see God move in this fast. This is going to be, I can't wait to go to another level in this fast. That was day one. <laughs> day six, it was like, you know, the first couple of days was hard, and you know, but you know what? I'm encouraged. You know, I, I got my devotional this morning. I'm, I'm pushing through. This is going to be awesome. Then day 12 came. Day 12 came, and we all looked around and said, Lord, Lord, Lord. I don't know what is going on. And each day, it seemed I, I began to hear more and more stories, talk to more and more people, where it seemed like hell was breaking loose in their lives in the middle of the fast. And then I remembered, oh yeah, this is what happens when you fast. But I realized that for some of us, we didn't know about this. And, and you know, hey, sorry about that. Some of us, we didn't know about this. And so we may have gone in blind and we're asking this question, what in the world is going on? I'm trying to do it. I'm, Pastor said we're doing a fast. I want, I'm in on the fast. I'm fasting, Jesus. What's happening? Today, I want to dive in that. Please start my clock. As we close this series prayerfully today, don't hold me to that, I wanted to visit one of the last processes that is necessary for us to become brand new. We talked about how uh, we must make sure that we are renewing our mind that we're renewing the ways that we think, that we're renewing the ways that we believe so that we can walk in the brand new life that God has called for us. Then we talked about how in order for us to continue to walk in that life, that we have to begin to speak differently and that we have to begin to respond differently in order to walk in the brand new life that God has given us. We're creating new thinking. 
if we are creating new believing, if we're creating uh, new speaking and new ways that we are responding, ultimately what we are doing is we are putting to death our flesh. We are putting to death our flesh and we're making a decision to walk in the Spirit. Understand that when we make this decision, because the flesh desires to rule us, because it desires to be in charge, and because we have become responsive to doing what our flesh wants, this causes an uproar, if you will. This causes a problem. This, this, this causes this war to happen between our flesh and our spirit. And uh, when we do these things, it's not easy. We came in hoping and praying and believing that it would be easy. But as we see, when we're putting our flesh under submission, it likes to rise up. And when, when we feel like we're, we're pushing it down, we feel like that we're being submitted, what happens is the enemy begins us to give us more and more opportunities for our flesh to rise up. This is not a walk in the park. When we decide, hey, we as a body of believers, we as Limitless Church, we are ready to take ourselves to another level. It is not a walk in the park. It is not, you know, daisies and the doors are just going to be flung open and angels are going to be there waiting for us and we're not going to have any problems whatsoever. In fact, it is going to be the exact opposite as some of you can probably attest to. It's not this easy one shot in the arm. It is a difficult, continuous, and sometimes painful process of breaking. This is the last step in becoming brand new. This process of being broken. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17 says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. There is a war. Another scripture says our members are at war with one another. There's this tug of war that's happening. It's not just about not eating fried chicken or, or it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's this putting your flesh under submission and not being moved by the desires of your flesh. And what happens, it, it sparks this war because your flesh is like, no, 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 I run this. I've been running this, and we not, I'm not going to stop running this right now. And that's the part where your spirit begins to, for some of us, for most of us, we working on it, your spirit begins to rise up and say, no, 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 no. We run this. You do what we say. You do, we walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. And so what's happening is this tug of war is happening. This fight is happening. But what's really happening is there is a breaking that's taking place. There's a breaking of your will. There's a breaking of 
pride. There's a breaking of your flesh. There's a breaking of your desires. There's a breaking of that attitude, that, that, that self-effort mentality. There's a breaking that's happening and that's taking place. Breaking habits. Breaking thought patterns. This is a season of breaking. Now, there aren't many books written about this season. People aren't lining up to hear messages about a season of breaking. They prefer that you not preach too much about it. But this is the most important season in the life of a believer. We all must go through seasons of breaking. But what I pray is that we remember that these seasons are not for us to forfeit. These seasons are not for us to give up, to cave in, and to quit. These seasons are meant to develop us. They are meant to mature us. They are meant to refine us into the people that God has called us to be. To walk in the things that God has called us to, there are some things that have to be broken within us. The season of breaking isn't comfortable. It doesn't feel good. But it's necessary. Pruning never feels good. However, the fullness the, the, the results, the, the wholeness that is the result, uh, that, that is, what is what takes place in us and what it produces in us. James chapter 1, a scripture that we all know, consider it wholly joyful, my brethren. Whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith brings out endurance and steadfastness and patience. And then he says, but let these things, let let endurance, let, let steadfastness, let patience have full play and do a thorough work. What we're experiencing right now is this season of thorough work. I do not like going to the dentist. Because when they get in there, they do a thorough cleaning. And when they do that thorough cleaning, it does not feel good. I will look for any opportunity to miss my appointment. I won't lie to you. But what happens is there, and they will tell you as you're laying there, you're going to feel some pressure. No, that's not, that's pain. But they say, you're going you're gonna to feel some pressure. And what's happening right now is we're, we're getting deep down into the areas because uh, ev- everything is not all the way at the front. So we need to dig way down deep in there to get everything out that's not supposed to be in there. Thorough. He said, let it do a thorough work. 
And what happens is when they get in there and they get all of that out, when they get everything out, it's clean. It's pure. They tell you to do the little rinse. You do the rinse and they say, okay, you're good. Go ahead and check out. Your teeth are cleaned. And he said, now, what? I didn't know they was dirty. I brushed them every day, twice a day. I flossed. But he says, because we did a thorough cleaning, now they are clean. So he says, do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects lacking in nothing. Lacking in nothing. See, this season of breaking that some of us are walking through right now has a purpose. It's not for no reason. It's not for nothing. The Lord didn't just look at you and say, it's time for you to get it. No, that's not what's happening. What's happening is there's something that is being developed within you. He's developing something within you that is necessary for you to get to the place that he has for you. See, it's very important when we say, Lord, have your way, God. Have your way in me. I can imagine he looking down like, you sure? You sure now? Lead me to a place where my faith is without borders, God. You for real? But we sing these things and we say these things, but please understand that God is doing something within you. Now, I know it's hard when we're going through it for us to realize that it's, it's hard, for, but that's why you're here. Because he loves you so much that you needed to be reminded that it's not for no reason that you're walking through this. It's not for no reason that you're experiencing this season of breaking, but the breaking is necessary. He says, consider it wholly joyful. The uh, uh, ESV says, count it all joy. This is an instruction that goes against what our natural reaction is. When I'm going through something, the last thing I'm thinking, and I'm the pastor, I'll tell you. I'm not thinking, this is, do you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to count it all joy. Yeah, no, no. He's still working on me. Pray for me. I'll pray for you, okay? But he's saying that this is the instruction. You need to be reminded to count it all joy. Count it all joy. He's not telling us to respond in the natural, obviously. This is not a natural response, but he is asking us, he's encouraging us to respond supernaturally with the help of the Holy Spirit in that moment to count in all joy. Count it all joy. We may be in this season of breaking, or some of you may have been through a season of breaking. But I would encourage you, after you get yourself together, thank God. Thank him. Father, I thank you that I'm in this season of breaking. Because I realize that if I'm breaking now, there's something in me that you're getting out of me. 
I thank you that there's a place that I'm going that you're preparing me for. Because far too many people have been in a place that they weren't prepared for and so they couldn't stay. But God, I thank you. Even though I don't feel like it, even though it doesn't feel good, even though I would much rather be relaxing and my life be going well and I'm not walking through these things and I'm not having to walk through this sickness and I'm not having to walk through this opposition and I'm not having to walk through this situation, God, I thank you because you are with me. God, I thank you because you will never leave me nor forsake me. God, I I thank you because you have me on your mind. God, I, I thank you because you're doing something in me. And I encourage you to thank him for whatever it is that he's breaking in you. Limitless, it is vital that you see this season as a season of planting and not a season of burying. They can look the same, but they are very different. You are not being buried. This is not it for you. This is not over. This is not the end. No, you are not being buried. You are being planted. That is important. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within us so that this immeasurable power will be seen as God's and not ours. This is it right here. Though we experience every kind of pressure We are not crushed. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we are not out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. I was reading that and I was like, did I write that? Who? That, that sounds just like we may be knocked down, but we are not out. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, hallelujah, but quitting is not an option. Quitting is not an option. Quitting is not an option. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what season you're in. Quitting is not an option. Paul says, even though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. It is a refusal to give up despite opposition, despite the things that may be happening. Paul says, I refuse to give up because he understands the value of what's in him. He understands the value of what he has been called to do. He says, we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure. What's inside us is so valuable. 
what's inside of us is so valuable. And to bring that, this process is here to bring what's inside of us out of us. A season of breaking and crushing is required. If we are going to bring, if he is going to bring what's on the inside of us out of us, a season of breaking and crushing is required. I'm reminded in this about grapes. Now, one thing about me, I love grapes. My sons are the same way. They can, you can bring a bag of grapes home, and in 30 minutes, it's done. They rinse them, and they go to town. I, myself, I love grapes. As a kid, I loved grape juice. I loved, Welch's has a lot of my money. They, yes. I love grape jelly. I love grape jam. I love foods that, I like ambrosia just because it has grapes in it. Uh, I even uh, uh, found out about grape leaves. I, I, it's a thing. I know, it's weird. But I realized that in each one of those instances, it is required that grapes be crushed in order for them to be used. They, are, they must be crushed in order for them to be used. An olive, the Bible talks about the olive tree, and an olive is very similar in this as well. In order for olive and olive to be preserved, in order to extract the oil, it must be crushed. Crushing is a way of preservation for the olive. And keeping this perspective that crushing is not the death, it's not the end, it's not quitting, that we are being uh, 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 planted and not buried. Keeping this per, uh, perspective is how Paul says we can be troubled on every side, yet we won't be distressed. He says, this is how we can be pressed to the point of being crushed, but not crushed and destroyed. Because of our perspective. We know that this trial, we know that this is not for no reason. We know what God is doing. I want to remind you in this season of crushing that you are not being destroyed. Do not let the enemy feed you the lie that this is the end. Do not let him tell you that this is it. Satan does not want to see you free from sin. He does not want to see you solely dependent on God. He does not want to see you set free. He does not want to see you walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the desires of your flesh. He does not want to see you living the brand new life that God has for you. He wants to tell you you're being destroyed. He wants to tell you this has got to be the end. He wants to tell you that you can't make it any longer. You can't take another thing. You can't move another step. But that is a lie from the enemy. Instead of condemning yourself to a graveyard, which is what you may feel, God is planting you in richer soil for greater fruit. God is planting you in richer soil for greater fruit. Worship team. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 
sums this. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But, but, God will be faithful to you. God will be faithful to you. If you don't have this scripture in there, if you don't have this version, I beg of you, find it, highlight it, write it down, because this changed my life. I'm going to start over. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being, but God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, the nature, and the timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. You think he didn't okay this? You think he, this didn't go past him? You think he was just going to let the enemy do what he do and he ain't had no say in this? No. No, not at all. He says, he said he's going to screen and filter the severity, the nature, and even down to the very timing of every test or trial that you will face to make sure you can bear it. So if you're walking through it, if you're going through it, it's already given the okay by God. And if it's already been given the okay by God, then you can handle it and you can have the victory. But when we're in it, we don't see that. When we're in it, it don't feel like that. It feels the exact opposite. This is why it's important to come to church. This is why it's important to be in community. Because sometimes we just need to be reminded of what he said. We just need to be reminded of what he said. That's why he said, hide the word of God in your heart. So that when you need it, it's going to be right there, springed up, ready to go. I know how it feels. I know what it seems like. But I assure you that God has seen to it. He has seen to it that you have the ability not only to bear it, because he said he tested it to make sure you can bear it. He said he tested it to make sure you can bear it. Then he says, I'm also going to provide a way of escape for you. I'm also going to provide a way of escape. And some of you are like, Pastor, Pastor you don't understand. I, I, I think I need that escape pretty soon. No, 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 you're all right. You're fine. This isn't something you want to jump out of prematurely. You want to, I'm not going to the dentist twice, hallelujah. 
Let's do it once. Let's get it all done so I can go ahead and move on to the next level that God has for me. I'm not trying to take this test over again. Be encouraged. Be encouraged that this is not it, that you are not done, that God loves you. That he has you in the forefront of his mind. That he is testing. He already made sure that you are going to be okay. And so I encourage you as you are walking through this, be reminded of the victory that has been promised to you. Be reminded in the low moments of the victory that has been promised to you. Let it, let it be complete. Let it be done so that when it's all done, when it's all over, you will be complete, wanting nothing. You will have everything that you need. I'm reminded at, even now as, I, as we walk through this process of our new building, as we walk through uh, uh, getting into this building, there have been some seasons. Hallelujah. There have been some times there have been some moments where it felt like I was getting buried. There's been some moments where I'm like, why God? You gave this to me. I wasn't looking for this. This is you. This is all you. He says, yeah, I did. But I made sure that you could handle it. Because even in this, there are some things that I need to, I need to work in, I, I need to work on you. I need to, I need to get out of you. There's some things that I need to shore up. There's some edges that I need to smooth. There's some things that I need to work on. But I said, God, I wish you would hurry up. He says, no, no. No. Because it's not just you that matters if you pass this test. wish we would understand about the people that we're connected to and the generations and the lives that we're connected to that matter when we pass the test. It's not just about us. It's not just about us. There are families. There are lives. There are people that are attached to us making sure that we pass this test. in the garden of Gethsemane says if it's possible God let this cup pass if it's possible let this cup pass nevertheless nevertheless let your will be done I hope that that is your prayer as we walk through this season and if you're here today, you say, Pastor, I'm in a great season. Keep this message near you. I hope that that is your 
your prayer. I hope that that is your, your cry. Nevertheless, it hurts, but nevertheless, I don't understand, but nevertheless, I never thought I'd be at this place, but nevertheless, I don't know why this is happening, but nevertheless, let your will be done. Let your will be done. This breaking is producing something in you. And when it's done, it's going to be amazing. You will look back, and you will look back at this season, and you will say, thank you, Jesus, for what you did in me. I'm mature. I don't know if that's a word. I'm mature. I'm better than I, who I was. My faith is stronger. God, thank you for breaking me. Thank you for planting me. Thank you for providing a way 